You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Mankir and Ajlan. We're talking about how British Columbia's minimum wage is increasing to $16.75 on June 1st. We're now speaking to Anastasia French from Living Wage for Families, BC. Anastasia, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you very much for having me. What do you think of this minimum wage increase? So if they increase the minimum wage, it's a good thing for those low-wage workers who are really, really depending on it. They've seen all of their costs go up. Um, all of us, every time we go to the grocery store, are shocked by how expensive um, food is right now and housing and the cost of rent is increasing. Um, and so this is very much good news for those workers. However, the gap between what um, what you get if you uh, what you need to be able to live on versus what you actually receive if you earn the minimum wage, there's $12,500 that minimum wage workers need to get somehow to be able to make actually enough to make ends meet. Uh, a, minute, a, a worker in Metro Vancouver needs to be earning $24.08 an hour to be able to pay for essentials like rent and food and things like that, whereas the minimum wage now is only $16.75, and that's a huge gap. And why do you think we're seeing that gap? I think that there are two things that have really, really gone up in the past year. Well, not just in the past year, but over, over recent years, and that is food and that is rent. And they're two costs that you can't really cut back on. Everyone needs somewhere to live, and everyone needs to put food in their stomach. Um, we're hoping, I mean, the government needs they have taken steps to lower the cost of things like childcare. Now they need to look at what they can do to lower the cost of rent and to bring down these food costs, which um, the big grocery stores are making ridiculous profits at the moment off the back of low-wage workers. And I think, you know, what's fascinating is obviously it's important. People should have a livable wage, but we are definitely getting responses from the business community, the restaurant industry saying, okay, this increase is going to happen, but now our costs are going to have to go up. Everything is going to go up, and then it's going to be a higher cost for the consumer as well. So what do you think of, like, the other side of the argument? I think I think it is a really difficult time right now for small businesses, and I think government can look at what they can do to better help small businesses. Um, survive through this. The reality is that the majority of people who earn a minimum wage are not—they're not working for small businesses; they're working for big companies. Um, and so, government can look at what they can do to help small businesses. But we also—the uh, reason the minimum wage is going up is because inflation is going up, and that's because costs are going up. So it's kind of a, a, a retroactive thing rather than a proactive thing. Um, I'm hoping—I'm hoping that costs will begin to come down, but we're not—we're not seeing it at the moment. And so, this, this minimum wage increase is just to keep up with the increased cost of living that it is right now. And what kind of policies do you think the government could put in to help support, you know, minimum wage workers and perhaps the business community as well that's also feeling a bit of the hit? Yeah, so once we, if we bring down costs, that helps businesses and it helps, and it helps um, low-wage workers. So what can, what, what can we do to make housing more affordable? We need to build more affordable housing. That's definitely true, but that takes several years to, to come to, to kind of come into fruition. What we're finding with, with rent and uh, the cost of rent is that the, the big increase comes as soon as someone has to move out they're no longer protected by, uh, by rent control, and suddenly the landlord can put up the rent to, uh, to whatever amount they like, and that's where the next person who's looking to find somewhere to live is suddenly having to be faced with those costs. Equally, um, landlords are finding those reasons to potentially renovate people and move people out so they can make a bit more money. So that's something that government can, can look at. Equally, the other big cost, as I said, is food, and we've all been to the grocery store, and we're all shocked by how expensive things like lettuce and bread are. So what can government do to basically clamp down on these, uh, these grocery stores that are making record profits, um, while at the same time everyone is struggling to be able to just put food in their mouths? Mm. And are there any policies that you've seen in other parts of the world that perhaps, you know, Canada could have? Well, I think we've also seen within BC the impact of, of good government policy. So the living wage a few years ago actually went down, and the reason it went down is because government invested in helping families with kids, um, whether that's the Canada Child Benefit or more affordable childcare, and those things like that have really, really helped families with children. 
However, that's not enough to help help cover the increased costs that are going up for food and rent and things like that. Um, and that's also meaning that people without children are now, their costs are nearly the same as those with kids, um, which is surprising because children are very expensive. We're not sending them out to work. So I think, I think we've seen the, the power of good government policy before. Um, and hopefully with a bit of, with a bit of kind of focus, um, we, can, we can see it again and we can bring down costs, which help, which help small business owners and they help um, low-wage workers. And I want to talk a little bit about living wage for families in BC and the work that you folks do. What are you currently focusing on right now? So at the moment, we're focused on um, kind of we've, we've got two we've got two angles. We certify those employers that pay a living wage, and there's over 300 employers in BC that have committed to paying their staff a living wage and have given their staff a pay increase to keep up with these rising costs. Um, and so, over 1,300 workers in BC have re- received a pay increase this year, just this year alone. Um, because their worker has committed, their, sorry, their employer has committed to paying them a living wage. And these are organisations like Modo, the car sharing company, um, bookstores like Pop Fiction, Massey Books, and stuff like that, as well as um, lots of other small businesses that are out there. And the other thing we're doing is we're advocating for government policy to help bring down costs. Because as we discussed, like the reason that the living wage is so high and the minimum wage is going up right now because costs are, are spiralling out of control and it's really difficult right now for people. Anastasia, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Um, Thank you very much for having me. And if anyone is interested in who is a living wage employer, I encourage them to visit our website, uh, livingwageforfamilies.ca, and we've got a full list of all the living wage employers out there. Thank you so much. You take care. No, it's you too. Bye.